Okay. But once again, though, let's get back on subject here. Mike Valeni is your father figure. No, he is not. You love Valenti. Like, remember you were swaggerjacking some of his, his bits. That's who you get your swag off of. You're not a father figure. Till the end of time. Let us be your sports father figure on our podcast with swag on SoundCloud and iTunes at WXUTs after further review. When you hear that music, you know what time it is. It's time for David's review or preview of the NFL divisions. But before we get into that, actually, David, hold on a second. Just gave me an idea here from Frank. Frank, go ahead. After further review welcomes you to the following previews of teams in the National Football League. Thought of that on the fly. That's pretty good, Frank. No, thank you. you. I'll give that, Frank, since you're the announcer and everything. (laughs) All right, so now, David, you chime on in. We're doing the NFC North first. Go ahead, David. All right, we always go from worst to first in these division of previews. So we'll start off in the NFC North division. A lot of changes, a lot of expectations, a lot of topsy-turvy and so at the bottom you said topsy-turvy yeah at, at the bottom we teased it before the break the green bay packers well we knew losing that. aaron Rodgers is big and even with aaron Rodgers, offensively it was aaron Rodgers making magic yes christian watson had a breakout rookie campaign but outside of that you, you know you had aaron jones here and there but offensively, they were really stagnant and non-existent for a lot of games that I don't want to say if they had better weapons, but if they had better weapons and if Aaron Rodgers played better also, he was mid-to-lower tier in terms of quarterback overall uh, performances. Yes, and yes, they would have won games, but now we are in the post-Aaron Rodgers era. Do we know... Anything about Jordan Love? No, because we really didn't see him much. Because when you have Aaron Rodgers, he's going to play whether he's hurt or not. And so now it's a new era, young quarterback, the weight of the road expectations on his shoulders, akin to when Aaron Rodgers took over for Brett Favre. Um, Ironic, both of them kind of having a stint with the Jets after leaving Green Bay. Incident. Um, but yeah, Green Bay, I think, definitely struggles, and they will finish the year at 4-13. and 13. Ooh-wee. <laughs> uh, yeah, ooh-wee is right. Uh, yeah, you, just the loss of Aaron Rodgers, you think only going to be 4-13? and 13? Yep, and also just looking at the schedule, just knowing the divisional crossover, having to play... 
teams in the AFC West. So they're not being Kansas City with or without Aaron Rodgers. They're not. I don't think they're being the Chargers. I have them beating Denver, but as we'll get to in a couple of weeks, Denver's trash. That whole situation is just a train wreck. And I've been beating Las Vegas, and again, this is my campaign to get Josh McDaniels fired. Um, yeah. yeah. But, but it's hard. Oh, like, da- hard David, stop tape for a minute. You said you have a campaign to get Josh McDaniels fired. Uh. Yeah, pretty much. Well, Jake Krasaniak, if you're listening to this, let me know what you think. Well, I'll tell you this, though. Last season, I, I got it up, last season in the North, David picked the Packers to go 15-2. and two. And Then he picked the Vikings to go 11-6, and six, the Lions to go 7-10, and 10, and the Bears to go 4-13. and 13. What actually happened was Minnesota ended up winning the conference at 13-4. and four. Detroit was in second and almost in the playoff contingent until the end of the season. They ended up at 9-8. and eight. The Packers went 8-9, and nine, and the Bears went 3-14. and 14. Yeah. And let, us be, and let us remember that that man's last pass as a Green Bay Packer was, was intercepted by Kirby Joseph. Yes. Well, for now, as a Green Bay Packer, he might do a kind of fair or return Will's Reed style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just never know. Yeah, offensively, I just don't know what to expect. Like, defensively, yes, they're decent, but again, with that schedule and trying to figure out which teams that they can beat. Now, all this is barring kind of catastrophic injuries because you just never know, like with the Raiders. Devontae Adams out with the leg injury. He's basically the Raiders' offense. I hate to say it, like as much as we love Hunter Winfro being West Walker, you kind of need a big play receiver. Um, but, yeah, like it's just hard for me to see where, where they're going to be able to score points and stop teams. And with the schedule that they have, there are not a lot of games where I looked at it head-to-head and honestly thought I'm leaning Green Bay. Okay. They're in last place. Now who gets next to last? Next to last, we'll stay with that team that Aaron Rodgers loved to play, mm-hmm. the Chicago Bears. And surprise, surprise, I have them finishing at 9 and 8. So they get over 500. They got a winning but record. Still, don't win the division. Right. Well, I didn't expect them to win the yeah. division at all. Anyway, not yet. What, what's but your again, thoughts here? This, this is again. This is based on Justin Fields. You have a wide receiver now. You have a wide receiver one. As much as we want to say, eh, is he good? Is he not good? Is he really wide receiver one? Like you have weapons. I don't. We don't still know what we're going to see from Chase Claypool. We have. Maybe like two running backs in the entire state of Illinois that we can employ because we traded away David Montgomery. But, nah. Should they go That's after Kareem? Should they go after Kareem Hunt? They they need a they need a workhorse back. I That's like Herbert, I but you need you Herbert can't be your every down. At least for me, he, he he's not as efficient out of the backfield as Montgomery. And Kareem Hunt, we, we know from his ability in Toledo, his ability to catch the ball in the backfield, but also be 
a physical bruiser, kind of how they employed him both in Kansas City and in Cleveland. I think that would be a super smart decision for the Bears, but they'll probably go with a defensive lineman mm-hmm. if they have the option. Or a linebacker. Um, yeah. Or, or a corner. Anything mm-hmm. that isn't offense. Right. Basically. Uh, but yeah, this is all about Justin Fields. Like, put up or shut up. I know we've said that pretty much since he was drafted, but like this is the year. And you have a pretty good, solid schedule with teams, particularly on the back end, where you can rattle off, dare I say, a two- or three-game winning streak to make things interesting, kind of looking forward to the next year after you're you know, eliminated from playoff contention. Hmm. I'll be curious to see week one, because that's week one at home versus Green Bay, no Aaron Rodgers. I know a lot of attention is going to be focused on Jordan Love, but for me, that game is going to dictate the message for Justin Fields throughout the season. Because if he plays like trash, Derek, you're going to, I know you're going to probably come on the show anyways and say that we need a quarterback. But it's it. going to be like, it's going to be glaring. Like, Sam, you are needing to be replaced. So you got Bears at 9-8. and eight. Green Bay at four and thirteen. Four and thirteen. All right. Who's next? And as we climb up the rankings, a team ten and six, another team with a lot of expectations, but usually lets us down when it matters most. The Minnesota Vikings. Oh, I think in second place. You said ten and six. Do you mean eleven and six or ten and seven? Ten and seven. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Well, it seems like a so, close yeah. race in this conference. Eh, kind of. Kind of in, in the middle of the pack just because with division rivalries. And also, we know the Vikings are prone to, you know, poop and hammer because it's the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen them kind of go highs and lows. Obviously, you have a high-profile offense, but I think it's going to take a significant step back without Dalvin Cook. Um. Yes, Justin Jefferson is the man, but we saw their games last year where if he gets isolated or taken out of the equation, you don't have an Adam Thielen. I mean, you. I guess you can say you have Hawkinson as a tight end, kind of be weapon, but he's not going to be high volume. He's not going to get 12 to 15 targets in a game. Um, so, again, where is the offense going to come from? And also... Kirk Cousins, mm-hmm. how much longer can he do it? Stealing, well, first of all, stealing money from the NFL, but two, playing quarterback. How's that stealing money if they give it to him? You can't steal money that people give you. Eh. Eh. He, he finds a way. Well, like, I'm not saying want, that he's they, not worth it, but. They figured he was worth it. He would be an idiot not to sign for that money. He's not stealing from them. They just gave it to him. Eh. It, it just it just feels wrong. Not to him. him getting that big payday, but well, yeah. The, granted, it's not his fault. It's the Minnesota Vikings right. ownership investing yeah, I, all that money. Somebody says you're worth and, something, David. You gonna take it or say no, no, no? I feel like I'm stealing money from you because I don't think I'm worth it. What would you do, David? I'm worth more. I would say I'm worth more. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 
But and also, yeah, just thinking what's the contingency plan. There are a lot of people thinking that this year in the draft that they would look to the quarterback of the future. It doesn't really seem like they're thinking that long term. So yeah, this is for the Vikings, another year where it's all or bust. Mm-hmm. And we'll we'll see come November, December how the Vikings look. Mm, so the Vikings ten and seven. Ten and oh, seven, which leaves us <laughs> with the Lions with, winning it. The last time the Lions were competitive was back when Barry Sanders was on the team. The last time they won the division was nineteen ninety three. Yes, and that year the Cowboys ended up winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, and the last time Lions fans didn't win a fire head coach was. Never. Mm-hmm. They've always wanted a firehead coach. Especially Uh-oh. Frank. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, well, let's, let's just say that I've learned Dan Campbell's a lot different. And what makes him different? Well, th- this is the one thing I've noticed with a lot of prior Lions coaches. Mm-hmm. They want to do things that have already been done by other teams in the NFL and try mm-hmm. and copy that. I mean, you go back to... Uh, when they brought, when they had, when they were trying to run a, a West Coast offense mm-hmm. with Marty Morningway, and that had all, that had already been a thing. I think they tried to do it; it didn't work. Then there was times they tried to bring, they brought Mike Martz in, and hey, we'll do the greatest show on turf that the Rams did when they won the Super Bowl. Right, that didn't work. And then you bring in. Uh, you try and bring in two guys for the New England Patriots and do the Patriot way. Mm-hmm. That didn't work. What I what I feel that Dan Campbell has done, and even Brad Holmes, a GM, they said, why were you all trying to be like other teams? Why can't you just be yourself? I mean, because when Campbell got hired, he said, we're going to embrace the identity of the city. And you know what? They have. Eating kneecaps, breaking <laughs> ankles. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, look, say, say what you will about the whole biting kneecap thing. That may have been kind of cringeworthy at first. But, I mean, it's basically they've turned into, they've kind of become um, that Midwestern team. They're going to be, they play physical. They're going to maul you up front. I mean, David, you, it's, kind, it's almost kind of like they're kind of built more like one of the AFC North teams, like the Ravens or the Steelers. There's a... Somebody like that, where we're just gonna we're gonna work harder than you, we're gonna outwork you. I mean, even to steal what Dan Campbell says is we got to be able to, to tread water as long as it takes to bury you. Right. I had to edit that out. But I mean, I th- I but the thing is, are you surprised? You seem a little giddy that the Lions are actually kind of getting their respect. Well, for one, I think last year I, I I've seen. I mean, they're starting to get results are starting to happen, mm-hmm. and you and you see them. And I said last year, progress was made, and that leads me to believe that progress is going to continue to be made. Mm-hmm. I mean, heck, even after they won in Green Bay last year, you're Dan Campbell and said. All roads go through Detroit, man. <laughs> and you know what? I don't. I don't think he's wrong. Right. 
this this can they can win this division and it's not just but mostly and David I think you'll back me up on this they have an offensive line now that is a non-negotiable they're going to run the football I mean you got hot David Montgomery in there you drafted Jameer Gibbs which I'm mad about <laughs> David, I like him on the Bears, not with the Lions. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, it's. I was a little bit leery about them him coming in because, because I have a belief that you don't pay running backs because right. they have a short shelf life. But again, he can basically kind of teach younger guys the ropes, mm-hmm. helps tell them what they need to do, and then when the time comes, comes they'll take over. Because I think Montgomery is going to be. He's basically going to see it's going to be a timeshare with him and Gibbs in that backfield. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, like Jared Goff, without question, and it, he is the quarterback of this team. Right. And I, I do remember somebody who we are, I'm having a conversation with that tried to plant the seeds that. The Lions should have gone after one Thomas Edward Patrick Brady, who was 45 years old. Mm. But I'm not going to mention that person's name. That wasn't me. Like I said, not naming names. Oh, David? Okay. You just could have said his name. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, Goff has shown that, yeah, he can... He can lead this team. I mean, I, I I do even like that they brought in Teddy Bridgewater to be the backup because he's somebody who could come in as an insurance policy. Mm. I mean, even though, which probably means means adios, Nate Sudfeld. Mm-hmm. So, where do you think they're going to go? Where they're going to end up at? Are they going to win the division? Yes. Will, can they win a playoff game? I fully believe that this team is going to win the division. They'll have a home playoff game. And I think they are no capable. They are yeah. capable. Mm-hmm. Oh, because look, I don't. Because for one, I'm not saying they will. Because I don't know who they're going to face. That's way, 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 way down the line. Mm-hmm. But I say get there first, have a home game. But I say that is it's fair to say they are capable of doing it. Heck, I mean. They might even be capable of getting to the NFC Championship. Because you look at all the other teams in the NFC. I mean, who besides... Who who really is a team you're, huh? you're saying, yeah, they're, they're, they're the best, besides the Eagles? Well, I mean, I'm, are you really worried about the team like the Cowboys, which everyone seems to love but always flames out? Or... Don't even get me started on how crappy the NFC South is. And the West, I mean, I mean, David, we know what you said about the Cardinals. The Rams have had their run. The 49ers just can never seem to have a healthy quarterback. And the Seahawks are the Seahawks. So, I mean, I think, not, I'll just say it. This is a Lions team that is more than capable of getting to the NFC Championship, and if they get there, then it's pretty much all house money. Mm-hmm. Keep okay, going. So, so, to, so to your point, so since I did the playoff predictions, I have like the seeds, mm-hmm. 
projected seeds where everyone would be. So if the Lions' current record, they would be the number three seed, you know, division winner, NFC North, third best record. Um, so in the playoff format, they would play the sixth seed, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, you are and, correct. And the sixth seed, according to my record, would be the Minnesota Vikings. So do you think Lions, Vikings, they would take two out of do you think the Lions would be the Vikings two out of three times? It's about, if it's at Ford Field, absolutely. Because that would be that would be the their first round matchup. So, um, yeah. So here's I the... think the Lions are definitely going to be one of those teams. that's going to be a rough start. I haven't actually started zero and two because they're not being Kansas City in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't go I that think... far. I think. Not to tip which way I'm picking, but I think I think it's better they get the Chiefs early than later. Because it's gonna be oh it's gonna be opening night for them. I mean they're probably gonna have a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover. I think that's probably the best opportunity to win in Arrowhead. Right. Will they? Not gonna say if they will, but I think that I think they have a better chance than you think, David. I'm I'm just looking at Patrick Mahomes on that sideline and that offense. I just don't know if Detroit can can slow down. If Philadelphia couldn't do it and their defense is leaps and bounds, yeah, yeah, and yeah. they they just reload. But we'll save Kansas City for when we do that division because that's a runaway. But yeah. I mean, yeah, Seattle. Line. Well, here's the thing, Seattle. I think. I think they win that one because I think Seattle was kind of the biggest surprise last year. Here, everyone, they they made the playoffs. Geno Smith, nice story, comeback player of the year. Well, now everyone kind of knows what you are and who you are. I think it's going to be rents due for them. Atlanta is hot garbage. You got to go to Lambeau on a Thursday night. You've shown you can win. You've shown you can win there. Mm-hmm. Carolina, look, I Carolina winning on Christmas Eve last year, I thought that was just outer space. Right. You get them at home. At Tampa, uh, that's winnable. I mean, both going to Baltimore, her that one I would that one I'm kind of bullish on. They're capable of doing it. But again, it's in Baltimore, or that's a tough place to win. And plus, you got to worry about uh, Legatron booting a 75-yard field goal. Oh, wait, that's outdoors. I mean, the Raiders, you said, are pretty much a dumpster fire. Sorry, Jake. Right. Hey, bye week. At the L- at the L.A. Chargers, yeah, that could be a, that could be one they I. They, they they lose it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be moaning that one too much unless they do something incredulously stupid. Mm-hmm. The Bears, Harris at home. You get them. Packers home on Thanksgiving. You can win that. Mm-hmm. That down in New Orleans to play the Saints. I mean, that's a that's a team that's fallen off a cliff. Sorry to my Louisiana family. 
In Chicago, in December, I mean, look, I know playing at Soldier Field in the cold is rough, but, I mean, they they did win there last year. Denver is a complete, Denver's still a mess. Yes, and it's, I mean, the NFL has a feeling this division is going to come down to Lions and Vikings because they play the Vikings twice in the last three weeks. On Christmas Eve in Minnesota, I mean, if they lose one, if they lose that one, well, that's probably be the most likely one they do, unless Kirk Cousins turns into a pumpkin again. <laughs> At Dallas, which, which I think by, I mean, I really don't know where Dallas is going to be at in the NFC. Assumingly behind Philly, and who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows that one's going to be a prime time game on a Saturday night. And then home against the Vikings. So yeah, I think this division's very. This division is yours for the taking. Hey, but our, but you. Hey, but the key word is for the taking. Nobody else is going to lay down and give it to you. You just got to step up and take it from them. Right. So final. Th- so final thing here. Lions. What you got them at? I have the Lions at twelve and five. Twelve and five. After that is Minnesota, right? And they're at ten and seven. Ten and seven. Bears are nine and eight. Nine and eight. And the Packers are four and thirteen. Hooping up a hammer. <laughs> oh, that'll be really interesting to see. Frank, are you pinching yourself that um your your uh Lions are are favorites? No. Because uh, I because I fully believe it as well. You do, yeah. Okay. I mean, I've I've you seen, like Dan. This is the first time. Actually, we should note this. This is the first time that I've seen that you actually pleased since the Red Wings were in the playoffs consistently with a coach and a team from Detroit. Well, because I've got because look, I've I've been able to see the results. Mm-hmm. And I like the direction. I mean, even getting to even getting to watch Hard Knocks too. That mm-hmm. even led me to believe. Hey, you know what? But for as much crap as Dan Campbell got for his introductory press conference, hence he's proven that he's not a complete clown show. He actually means business. And pe- <laughs> well, he did think he was going to be a clown show. I yeah, think. but I mean the thing is, he's got players have bought into him. Mm-hmm. I mean, and even Brad Holmes too, as the general manager, her he's doing. He he's coming in with a plan. It's not trying to copy other teams' ways. Like no, we're gonna. It's gonna be the Detroit way. Mm-hmm. And now I think, and you know what? That gives me reason to believe. Yeah, this team is going in the right direction. They're climbing right. up the mountain. Right. Okay. That yeah. And we'll, hopefully we'll see what happens. And if they do well, they do well. It'd be interesting to actually. It, it is kind of interesting to see the Lions, who haven't been really. They've had a, some years with Stafford, and I know Stafford ended up winning the Super Bowl with the Rams and Calvin Johnson. But you know the 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 stigma on the Lions has always been they've wasted star players' careers. Calvin Johnson, Barry Sanders, with the ineptitude of management. Yeah, but I think those but those days are gone. So you think. I firmly believe it. Oh, Frank on a positive on Detroit sports. Woo. 
David, last thoughts, and we get on to the AFC North. Yeah, positive, but if they start 0-2 and, and Mike Vellini says it's time to chop heads, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll check back in mid-September. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I will say Vellini's been one of the more uh, driving. He's been driving the bus that they're winning the division. Mm-hmm. Just saying. That's true. All right, we'll take a quick commercial break. You're listening to 88.3 yeah. I have to unfortunately get out of here, fellas. Yeah. It's one thirty. You'll be back next week, right? Yes, sir. Next week in the studio with Frank Bashner, but we'll do the AFC North. What's the preview, David? Uh, the usual as you are at the top, and the Browns are going to be the Browns. The Browns <laughs> is the Browns. Huh, okay. What a surprise. Right. All right, well, Frank, good job. He's on out of here. We'll be having that posted on our on our iCloud and SoundTunes, or SoundCloud and iTunes. Sorry, yeah, we kind of messed that up there here on 88.3 WXUT. That's right. So make sure you guys check that out. And uh, like I said, we'll be back after this if I can find. Uh, hmm. Yeah, you out of here. Actually, we'll get on out of here with this. Good job. Also, Frank. When we do this, I guess now that we found a new thing with the, the, the instrumentals with the NFL. Yeah. That's pretty good. All right, Frank's on out of here. Got the officiating to do. We'll be back after this with the AFC North preview.